But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? This is Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast, your first stop for everything professional wrestling. So sit back and enjoy wrestling talk at its finest with your hosts, Larry Hall and Joe Corrado. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. This is another episode of a Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast. And the things that we have this week is so jam-packed. Even though WWE has been subpar, we have so much to talk about still. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you. I just came in out of the rain. I'm soaking (laughs) wet. I can't believe this fucking weather that we've been having. It doesn't know what the hell it wants to do. So today, instead of wrestling, we're going to talk... Meteorology, meteorology, meteorology. <laughs> meteorology? I, that sounds I like like I would like that. Meteorology. Yes, it's the theory of what meat is good and what meat is bad for you. Now, for one, I'm a pork chop type of guy. I like me some pork chops. I'll mix in a little bit of steak here and there, maybe a little barbecue chicken. But you know what? Meteorology. It's your word of the day, folks. That's what we do for you. We give you a little bit of life lessons. We talk a little bit of wrestling. And you know what? It can go any which way because that's just the way we do things. So I think we should start off where we've been starting off, and that's winners and losers. Winning and losing, winning and losing. All right. Biggest winners, biggest losers, who we think sucked and who we think did great. It's essentially how it boils down to because we are the end-all, be-all, know-it-all, shada-bing, shada-boom, sound effect, sound effect, scatting, and here we go. Who's your first winner? My first winner, I will start in the beginning of the week. The beginning of the week, a little pay-per-view that was ran called Dominion by New Japan Pro Wrestling. He was a winner last week. He's a winner this week. No, it's not who you think I'm going to say. It's different. It's Will Ospreay. Winner last week for winning the best of the Super Juniors. Winner this week for winning the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Chip. (laughs) I'd like to say things. Break them down by syllables? Yes, break them down by syllables. Nice. Now... I would also like to say that this match with him and Dragon Lee quite possibly could be match of the week. That's how good this was. Just match of the week? I'm not ready to give it match of the year yet. Although, I don't know what the rest of the year holds. And you know what? With some of the NXT matches that I've seen, this match is up there with it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I mean, but like we said last week, Considered, gotta be considered one of the best in the world right now. Will Osprey. Yeah. The guy does not yeah. put on bad matches. Yep. So if you expect to see a ten-minute bad match that is not interesting whatsoever, don't look at Will Osprey because he's going to give you a banger every single time. 
Loser? My biggest loser of the week, not so much match-wise, although he did lose the match, is Kota Ibushi for being absolutely fucking dropped on the back-slash-side of his head on the apron by Naito. It was... here. It's one of these things that New Japan does is those those apron spots. Like, they're big on the apron spots. And you kind of know why Vince is weary on it. Yeah, especially they, when you see uh, spots like this. Because it looked like he broke his neck. It looked like he concussed himself and broke his neck on the same thing. Uh, on, the same, on the same move. And then later on, he got a fucking baseball coming out of the top of his head. Out of his face. Ugh, it still gives me chills. It's... It, I mean... It sucks, yes. Uh, they have to be more... It's just that fast-paced, heavy-hitting, hard-landing spots that aren't always necessary. Was it a good match? Yes. Was that spot necessary? No. It could have been just as effective as a move inside the ring as it was on the apron. Now, a lot will disagree with me. Some will say that, no, those spots are necessary. They're a staple for New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's why they watch for all those oohs and ahs. Not me. I don't need it. I don't need the apron spots. They're cool sometimes when executed safely, but more times than not, it just looks like, yeah, that looked like that really fucking hurt. And it probably did. Yeah, they, and at that point, their adrenaline and all, they really don't care that much. I don't know, man. You get dropped on your head, how many? How much adrenaline has to be running through your body to, to be like, ah, oh, fuck. It's <laughs> a good point. So, I'm going to go with uh, winners, and I'm going to go with AEW fans. Ooh, the fans. The fans get a nod this week from Big L. Because I, um, they announced yesterday that Fighter Fest, uh, AEW's next show, will be free uh, via the BL streaming app, I think. I'm going to let you... I'm uh, Ron uh, Burgundy. I'm going to um, let you uh, fight with this one. Yeah, it's B&L, uh, obviously... Uh, stemming from Bleacher Ooh, Report. Brotherly Love. That would be pretty cool. But Brotherly Love brings to you Fighter Fest for free. You're welcome, <laughs> you schmucks. Because we paid for the event, we're giving it to you for free. You're welcome. You can thank us by sending us thousands of dollars. But this is, I mean, right back at the fans who thought that Double or Nothing was too expensive. And here you go. You get a free event. You don't got to pay for it. Just got to sign up for the app. I mean, you got to pay for the app after the fact. Well, yeah, like seven dollars a month. Yeah, now nothing I don't... in life is actually free. If Million Dollar Man has taught me anything, <laughs> is that everyone has a price and everything has a price. Loser, and this story is has has blown up over the past two days. Is the loser is John Cena? Uh oh. What the fuck could good old Johnny Big Time have done to be a loser? He hasn't even been in the fucking ring. Why do, why do you consider him a loser? Well, he did an interview, and, I mean, the first thought was, oh, because he kind of alluded to being wanting to retire, but... <laughs> that was a fast car sound. Oh, nice. For his, I couldn't tell. <laughs> for his Fast and the Furious signing. How how the subject came up to what he admitted to, I have no idea. But apparently, he admitted that he got a boner during a match. And I'm rock hard right now with emotion. I got a boner. Okay, well, thank you. Exactly. Um, 
So now people are jumping all over it. And let me let me, let me spin this into a positive. <laughs> okay. The man got excited. How was he a loser? He was he got an erection while wrestling. <sighs> now, if anything, he was the winner, and whoever went for the pin after the fact might have been the loser. It's it doesn't help the stigma of of wrestling, and that's. You know what I mean? The guys well, now we wrestling know around he, in underwear. and He wears just... jorts. He's good. <laughs> That's why he wears the jorts. He can tuck it in the belt. I guess. He just tucks it right on in. <laughs> or he's got a little duct tape action. He fucking tapes it to his leg. We don't know what John Cena's working with. Okay, this took an unexpected turn. You were the one that brought it up. I don't understand how you didn't know which way this was going to turn. You know me by now, the audience, the listeners, they know me by now. You bring up a boner, and I'm giving you my honest opinion. John Cena is not a loser this week for wrestling with an erection. He's the winner. (laughs) If you say so. Uh, Another winner, Sean Spears, a.k.a. Ty Dillinger. Ten. Correct. Uh, officially signed with AEW and is now a full-time roster member. Ten. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, he had a great showing in the Battle Royal. Ten. And uh, I think it's obviously an obvious fit, but a good fit as well because they're still trying to build their full roster. I think it's a good signing. I mean, I thought... I. I was a pretty much obvious. I didn't yeah. think he was going to go anywhere but AEW, especially after showing up in the Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hopefully you get a Sean Spears now that has been rejuvenated, that will be used properly, who will actually be on TV every week. Hey, wasn't that that 10 guy? What the hell is he doing on TNT? Oh, he's wrestling again. What's his company? I mean, he, he doesn't bring the clout that Moxley Ambrose does. But, or Jericho. Or, well, For that or Jericho. Yeah. But he is a name. He is someone that you've seen before on the other brand. So it's a smart business decision. And he's a hell of a wrestler. And he's going to be there as kind of like a veteran to help the younger talent too, I believe. Because he's running a school now with Tyler Breeze. So you know he's got the teaching thing going. So it was, it was an all-around, it was a good signing. And yes, he is a winner. He's not wrestling with an erection, but he is a, also a winner. All right, or so is he? <laughs> before I go to the next loser, I want to keep the winner thing going because the next, the last loser we got is a big one. So um, I actually want to mention something for, I mean, that included us, was House of Hardcore is a winner this week. Okay. Because the event they put on on Saturday down in South Philly, a night you can't missed was the tagline with the great Muda and Tommy Dreamer. I mean, I won that night. I didn't. Have, <laughs> I, in a million years, you would have told kid me that you're gonna you're gonna get to watch the great Muda wrestle one day in I your thirties. When my, you're in, in your thirties, in my thirties. Yeah. Thank you for telling everyone my age. I, I come that... across as a sprightful eighteen year old. <laughs> but the event they put on uh, House of Hardcore typically puts on a great show. Um, all the time, so this one had a, a lot different feel to it. This wasn't it did. this was an impact show. This is what this was. It was an impact show. Yes, I'm it not was. saying that. It sounds like I'm saying that as a bad thing. But what we were used to when going to these House of Hardcore shows when they came to Philly, we were excited to see independent wrestling, an indie show with an indie feel. This did not have an indie feel to it. 
No, it didn't. It, it felt, felt like an uh, impact taping. It felt like, and I think for the most part, that's what you would consider it if they were streaming live on their uh, Twitch Plus. Yeah, Twitch or Plus. Or Impact Plus, I'm sorry. Impact Plus, whatever the yeah. hell they're streaming on. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. So Tommy, the independent wrestling sensation, the independent promoter, has he gone corporate? Has he signed a fat check? Now is he House of Hardcore Impact or House of Impact Core? House of Softcore? So John Cena would never be able to work there. Very true. Yeah, I think uh, from the very start, if you attended the beginning days of House of Hardcore, the one thing you always heard from Tommy was, I started this because I want to get away from the politics. This company will not be politics. It'll just be wrestling. Now... If you are featuring mainly Impact Talent and some bigger indie stars or some washed-up WWE stars, depending on how you want to look at it, is it really non-political? Now, for the people that you have once signed before and people that relied on being on your show because they were staples in your your independent promotion, quote-unquote, where... Where are the politics? I mean, you're not going to get away from politics and wrestling. For So by him saying that, it was just a good cover-up. Because there's politics everywhere. Yes. That's what wrestling has become. I mean, especially with the big contracts that are being handed out. Everyone wants a piece. And the smaller promotions might be getting eaten up. They might be getting absorbed. Folded up. However you want to look at it. But wrestling is thriving right now. For the big names. So what happens to the little guys trying to run the show? I know you try to create and build new stars. But for what people want to see right now, they want to see the big stars. They want to see the the draw that comes to the show. Sammy Callahan? Sure. (laughs) If you want to see someone get spit in the face, you hire fucking Sammy Callahan. If you want to see someone, Sammy spit in someone else's face, that person take his spit and then put it in his mouth and spit it back out. Which is what we saw Saturday night down at the old ECW arena between Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards. It was fucking disgusting. I will not say anything else, but it was fucking disgusting. But that's wrestling, baby. Sometimes it gets weird. It wasn't a used tampon. That's what I'll say. It was not one. That's good. Yeah. But I don't know. Spitting and then taking the spit, putting it in your mouth and spitting it back out. I don't know. I might have wanted to use tampon over that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but all in all, the reason, I mean, House of Hardcore, another great show. Like Joe said, it's not that we don't, we like Impact and we don't like Impact and we don't wish it, but House of Hardcore has done a lot better in the past with the cards they put together. But, and still, this was a great show, but. There's a lot less independent talent. Yes. Out there. Correct. The biggest loser this week, I don't think by a long shot, is a combined effort, and that's Taker versus Goldberg match. And these guys are the biggest losers. Wasn't that last week? Oh, we record on Thursday. Correct. So our weeks are all fucked up. Yeah. Um, This match has been beaten up. It's been defended. It's been brutally victimized. It has. And Um, that is not a promise. That is a spoiler. I watched the match on Saturday morning. Saturday morning wrestling? Basically, yeah. Would you want to call that? Sure, why not? Um, 
And they were both around when that came. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> except, for, except for Goldberg. Um, yeah, I just, it was so, so hard to watch. And even my wife, who typically doesn't watch wrestling, was sitting in the background kind of watching it. And she sees the spot where he puts the put, goes to put the jackhammer, pulls the Undertaker up, and, oh, my God. I, I literally shouted out loud because I thought he was going to land right on his neck. Like, it took me back. I was did, waiting to wait, see. What did you shout? I shouted, oh, my God. I thought he was going to paralyze yeah. the Undertaker. I thought you shouted... He's going to drop him on his freaking neck. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. But it just, it was ugly. It was slow. It was just, it was so it not was good. It was two people past their prime. Yes. Who shouldn't be in a wrestling ring anymore for more than five minutes. They pushed him. They want him to go 15. This is what happens. Well, Goldberg's also, also wrestling concussed for the majority of the match. Yeah. Smacks his head on the way in. Completely com- crushes his head on the ring post. And then wobbles around. Why they thought this was a good idea for him to try and pick up someone who weighs 300 and some odd pounds, I don't know. Drops him on his head. Now you got Taker getting dropped on his head. Goldberg's hitting himself in the head. Mm-hmm. So why don't, we, why don't we do some more picking up moves? Play your hits. Play your hits for five minutes and get the fuck out of there. This is what Saudi Money has done. Saudi Money wants this show. Saudi money almost paralyzed two fucking wrestlers who shouldn't have been in the ring. I mean, it should have been someone who could handle the load. Neither one of them can handle the load for more than 10 minutes. Roman Reigns can handle the load for more than 10 minutes. Throw a Roman Reigns versus Bill Goldberg spear versus spear match. You probably would have gotten more out of that. You could have had Aleister Black versus The Undertaker. He He could carry the load for the majority of the match while Taker plays his hits. If you're going to do something stupid and bring these guys back out of retirement, which they should be in, do it wisely. I mean, as wisely as you possibly can. Have them in there with someone who's fresh, someone who does this every week or four times a week, five times a week. Do that. But yes, you are right. I did not watch the match. I was able to catch all the good Slash bad spots, or anything that you needed to see on the World Wide Web, the interweb, the Twitterverse, and I didn't care. I got things to do in my time. I don't care anymore. Better things to do with my time, like, I don't know, I could whittle a canoe out of wood. I can make sock puppets. I can scrub the floor with a toothbrush. <laughs> Can hang upside down and do crunches. Well, crunch. <laughs> I don't think there's anything plural about that. There's better things that I can do with my time rather than watch that. And that's what I did. So the last thing we have is... It's a tie. Kind of a, yeah, winner and a loser all in the same one. Is... It's, it's Chris Jericho mm-hmm. versus Okada yeah. in the IWGP Heavyweight Championship match from Dominion because... The match, it's, I mean, here's what people look at when they see New Japan wrestling. They want to see a story being told in the ring. They want to see fast-paced. Jericho's not giving you fast-paced. He's giving you his version of a pace. Might not be fast-paced, but Jericho can still ter- tell a story. Might not be what you want to see, especially against Okada, because the styles do clash. No pun intended. And not in a good way. Not in a good way, but 
the aftermath. Okada never gets to do his celebration, his speech, who's going to be the next challenger. Jericho jumps him, leaves, mocks him, cuts a promo afterwards. I mean, if you think about it for what it is and what Jericho is now known for, it's his promo work. It's his build. It's his aftermath. It's what Jericho is. He's not going to... I mean, he believe me, in the ring, he's still better than The Undertaker. He's still better than Goldberg. He's doing fucking lion salt. But... I, do I think it was a main event caliber match? No, because the two matches before that were fucking great. That's yeah, and the in tag- ring, in ring, no. By name, if you just looking at the name, yeah, it, it belongs in the main event. But from it, the, what they did in the ring, no, it, there were better matches on the card. But I mean, but it's the it is the old school, which I actually like, and I'm not saying old school in a in a bad way. That title matches belong at the end of the card. Title matches belong last, which is what they do. You have tag title match, you have a junior heavyweight title match, you have an intercontinental title match, and then you have the main title, the heavyweight championship. Yeah. I love the way that they do that. I, I Look, it's predictable. Oh, well, this, this match is going at this point in the card. This match is going at this point. I don't care. There are prestige behind your titles. They're your main focal point of your, your show, of your program, of your promotion. That's where they belong. This bullshit of putting... God knows what is the last match because it's your headline because you think that it's the money maker. We'll build it a different way. You have your big name in Chris Jarko. You have your John Cena of New Japan in Okada. It belongs last. It does. It really does. You know you're not getting 2003 Chris Jarko. Yeah. But, but you're still getting Chris Jarko. Yes. That's the thing. And the style and the promo, like you said... It all it all deserves to be where it was, that's especially why, with the title online. Yeah, that's why it's kind of like uh, it didn't really lose, but it didn't really win. But it it was there. It deserves a mention this week. So that is it for your biggest winners, your biggest losers of the week. Now we go on to this week in wrestling. So what the fuck happened this week in wrestling? What happened of interest, Larry? So please help us. We got something that this storyline has been going on since a little after Mania, and that's the Sasha Banks whole ordeal. So this week, Sasha Banks was in Orlando to film spots for WWE 2K20. This leading everybody to believe that she's still with the company and obviously plans for the future with the company if she's already filming for this upcoming year's video game. Unless that was already in her contract, and her contract hasn't expired yet. But are you really going to... Yeah, but are you really going to yeah have her film if you know she's not coming back? Like, would you even bother putting her in the game? I don't well, know. Granted, you own... You earn... If she's leaving, you, you own, own Sa- it you anyway. You own Sasha Banks. So you can still make money off of it, so there's a point, but... I mean, it's not like they make a dollar off at any time someone's Sasha Banks in a game, though. No, that's true. So really, you're just giving... But yeah, people buying, like, little girls wanting it so they can play with Sasha. Maybe not exclusively, but she's a draw to little girls. Yeah. She's a draw to more than just little girls. Don't, well, yeah, I know. Don't make her exclusive. I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. So, we were just talking about Chris Jericho a minute ago. Jericho came out with a tweet and said he is protesting Fighter Fest, and he will not show up. That son of a bitch. He also said he wrestles with an erection, too, didn't he? 
I know it. I know Chris Jericho wrestles rock hard. No word on that. Oh, okay. But he said because they are so foolish and making this a free event, he is boycotting it and will not show up. That's a smart move. Now, this has nothing to do with he was never booked in the first place. Hmm. But. Also smart. Yes, exactly. Just Jericho being Jericho at this point, still entertaining. And I think it was pretty funny that he said he was going to protest it, even though he wasn't booked. <laughs> so. I really like. Uh, I think Fighter Fest is going to be very good, though, from what I've, what I've heard. The I mean, matches. Have we been. don't have a full match card yet, but from what it looks like, looks like so far, it's interesting to say the least. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and I guess I don't get, know. I mean, you get the Bucks, you get fucking Cody, you get Dustin. This is this going to be Dustin's last hurrah as a tag team partner because he's not going to wrestle Cody ever again. He's on record in saying that. He's Which gonna, you shouldn't. You, he doesn't yeah, I mean, have you really to. Shouldn't. He doesn't have to. He made a masterpiece. Why go back and try and do it again? Yeah, actually, um, I do have some matches that have been confirmed, and it's Moxley versus Janela. I wish there was a stipulation to that match. <laughs> that that match screams stipulation. Yes. Something. But you know, it's just going to be. It's a just going to be a brawl. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's going to be knockdown, drag out, but. Uh, it's gonna be a slammer <laughs> I'm sure that word will be thrown around a lot that day. Is it one one legged man in an ass kicking contest that's, type match? That's, yeah, that's gonna be another is he, one. Is he gonna play his hits? Absolutely. That's what. That's why he, they signed I, him. I hope he butchers it. I hope he does too. To be honest, that's a one legged man in an ass kicking contest. Oh, wait, uh, that's the same thing. That's the same thing. <laughs> Damn it. Second time. I did it again. Uh, Cody versus Darby Allen. Is that Fighter Fest? Yeah. Cody? Yeah. Cody versus Darby Allen for Fighter Fest. So, what is the Young Bucks versus. It's Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers and a mystery partner, which was originally supposed to be Pac. So, what the frick happened to the Rhodes Brothers versus the Young Bucks? That might be for the one. You know, is that all out? Uh, that I don't know. I remember what you're talking about, but these are the confirmed matches right now. All right. Maybe something changed. So I wonder, the mystery partner, that should be pretty cool to see who they're going to pick for that. Hmm. Uh, with the, to go with the Lucha Brothers anyway, because Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, that's a hell of a trio. That is interesting. Who are they going to pick? It's gonna, it, maybe another Lucha Libre? What's out there? <laughs> I don't know. I, I am intrigued. Genuinely. Uh, uh, we got Adam Page versus MJF versus Jungle Boy versus Jimmy Havoc. That's going to be a good match. I yes. did see that one. Yeah, so those are the um, the ones we have right now. There's them four. And uh, we'll see. I'm sure they'll add maybe one or two more. But there's no obviously real no, I'm sure there'll lead. be more than two or three more. And look, and yeah, I mean, this... I can't wait. I can't honestly can't wait. <laughs> the more I see... Like the match quality and and what they could be. Look at us, a bunch of WWE reporters getting all psyched up about AEW. <laughs> We're such a bunch of marks. Why do we change that? Why do we got to be marks? Can't we be Johns? Can we Steves? Can we Pete? Can we be Pete's? Does the name really matter? What we are? Uh, why don't you just tell me the name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. I mean, I don't know. Does it if it matters or not? But so the last one I have 
is one of your favorite people in the entire world. I think he's being sarcastic, so I can't wait to hear it. Alberto Del Rio. I need more fucking sound effects for this asshole. <laughs> and Chavo Guerrero. I like Chavo. Okay. They have begun their own wrestling promotion in Mexico. I'm listening. So they already have, actually the roster, roster's okay. It's not overwhelming, but it's all right. Um, I mean, of course, Alberto, you have Chavo. Um, sexy Star, who I have no idea who that is. It's a, some sort of sexy star. Obviously, LAX. Okay. Uh, Puma King, the Lucha Brothers. Uh, you got Ricardo Rodriguez. Okay. Carlito. Yeah. MVP. All right. So I'm Phantasma. Oh yeah, there you go. Um, Laredo Kid. So I mean, there are names Thunder Rosa on here that it's it's definitely gonna be a pretty damn good yeah, it's promotion. Gonna be, it's gonna be pretty cool. Can we get Del Rio off there? Probably not, considering it's his company well, how do we buy them out real quick <laughs> you give them a couple bucks and uh, and this was I'm trying to think see where this was announced but everyone doesn't say but Alberto also I claims think, uh, I think CM Punk announced it on his Facebook yeah that's has to be what it is he claims that WWE stars and Impact stars will be coming soon that is who Alberto said this. WWE stars? Yes, and, and Impact, Impact stars. stars will be coming soon. You mean ex-WWE stars? I assume that's what he means. Yeah. But he says some current WWE stars and don't, Impact stars. That's Rio what he talks said. out of his fucking ass. I agree, but I'm just telling you what who he said. He, who, Vince don't like that guy. No, he probably does. I'm going to take that back. He probably loves fucking Del Rio. I'm, I think Triple H really loves him too. Why? He's a, I'm pretty sure he's a Triple H guy. Get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, that wrap, about wraps up This Week in Wrestling. Oh, my goodness. Because This Week in Wrestling, what was there, really? There really wasn't that much. I mean, you can't, you can't, anymore, you can't report on Raw. You can't report on SmackDown. There's not, it's the same thing every week. Oh, yeah, guess what was good? Oh, it was the Firefly Funhouse. Guess what else was good? Oh, the 24-7 title. They did something else with R-Truth. It trapped in a fucking elevator. So that was pretty funny. They gave... A couple lines to fucking EC3 so he could talk, actually try and get himself over. What the hell else happened? Nothing. You get, and what they're building towards, and I guess this can be somewhat, this can be somewhat of a rant. This can be somewhat of this week in wrestling. What are they building towards? They're building towards grounds of ground zero or stomping grounds. Stomping grounds, which is all of the same matches that you just saw. So they're building in reverse. Not just all the same matches that you just saw, but match, rematches from pay-per-views for the last two pay-per-views. You have a WrestleMania rematch. You know what? You, have, you guys were the authority. And guess what? On top of that, there's going to be no more rematches. There's going to be no automatic rematch clauses, and you guys are the authority. How the fuck is that working out for you? Because so far you're getting the same goddamn matches. You're not decided anything. The only plus of the week was that the fucking Revival won the titles again. And hopefully they'll actually rebuild this atrocity that is the tag team division in WWE. Because they have no fucking clue what's going on. But I will give you this of what happened this week that Larry somehow skipped over. Nope, he just had it. Go back. 
WWE will be going to Japan. And a match that has been announced is... Go ahead. You can, the, take, my, you can take my phone. The Good Brothers, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, with another good brother in AJ Styles, and their fourth tag team partner. Oh, guess who it is? I bet you know. I bet you think you know. I bet you think you know who it is. I think I know what you thought I once knew what was. Finn Balor? No. Good Brother H. Triple H will be... The, this is just like The Shield. Who the fuck are we going to get for the third member of The Shield? Oh, Kurt Angle fits. No, he fucking doesn't. No, he doesn't. This is like, which one doesn't belong? Although Triple H can pretty... I mean, one of the creators of the sign. Yes. The Too yeah. Sweet, the yep. Click. And it's Triple H. I mean, yeah, I get it. You're getting the boss rub against Baron Corbin, Lashley, McIntyre and Samoa Joe. A mix match of people. All your heels. Well, and it's the three people that are always together. So how do And you, you add Samoa Joe to it. How do you not have Baylor in that spot? How the fuck do you... What, in the Hunter spot? Yeah, how do you not have Baylor in that spot? Like, that is what... That's it's, the... It's those yeah. little things that just like... How do you swing and you completely miss? You have the biggest softball coming down the middle of the plate. All you have to do is swing and you'll hit it the fuck out of the park. So what do you do? They're right in a strike zone. You let it go by. Well, duh. I mean, you have you're in Japan. Who do they know? Is it because they don't want to the because everyone else had the same names? They don't want that Prince Devitt. Is that what they don't want? It's fucking maybe. But maybe. now they know him as Finn, Finn Balor. Balor. He's yeah. over. Yeah, he's international. Well, I mean, do you remember the Finn Balor KO match in Japan? I do not. That oh, that was for the title. Yes, where he won. Yeah. And it was nuts. Like yeah. he was a star. He yeah. wasn't Prince Devin there. No. He was he was the he was a demon. He was Finn And Bell. he got over. Because yeah. it didn't matter. Does he not want him to overshadow the rest? Is that what it is? Probably. Uh well, you, think he would over, you think he would overshadow AJ? I don't. I don't think he would. But Finn Finn was also there a lot longer than AJ was. So I That's he, true. he would yeah. he probably would. That's true. But, I mean, Triple H is Triple H, so he's going to overshadow them also. So, I mean, really. But it's it's the fucking Bullet Club. You have it. You yes. had it in the palm of your hands. You had yep. it in fingers reach. I just feel like sometimes they do it on purpose. They have to. You know what I mean? Like how, like you said, how can you miss when you're that close? It's because they want to. They want to bug the shit out of the smarks. That's what they want to do. It is, and it does. It bothers you like you have it. Like yeah. unless they do this thing, we're like, oh, we're just fucking with you. Triple H ain't in there. It's gonna be Finn Balor. They just want to get you all riled up beforehand. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't. Oh, Triple H came down with stomach virus. He's not gonna be able to perform. But I think we found a replacement, and then he'll be the musical hit. That would be that'd be a cool way of doing it. Yeah, if you do it. But I don't see them doing it since they're already advertising it. That's like having fucking. Uh, that's like having DX, and you got oh, you got Billy Gunn, you got Road Dog, you got Triple H. Michaels is waiting in the back. All you need to do is bring out Shawn Michaels, and you bring out fucking uh, Duke the Dumpster Drosy. <laughs> Maybe not on the same level. I was gonna say that's a little off. Like okay, at so, least Triple H, you can see why right, he could fit in. So you bring out DX, those three that I just mentioned, and the and the. Fourth member is Shane. Okay. Yeah, I like that better. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it, it, now it's the same. Yeah. It just, uh, how do you miss? How do you miss that? Like, but you want people to be excited, but you also want to bring in 
the WWE eyes. They two out of the three of those, like, yes, Styles has a good following, but the, the Good Brothers aren't ever on TV. Ever. Yeah. So you give them that extra, like, you want to get those people that used to watch, be like, ah, oh, Triple H is wrestling in Japan? Cool, I'm going to watch. Exactly. But still. <laughs> just give it to the, the majority. Just give it to the fans, the people that watch and they want your show to be better. Just give it to them for once. I agree. So it's going to be cool to see what Triple H does with them, though, in Japan. It will be pretty cool. Yeah, well, you know he's going. He's I mean, going to feed them. Absolutely, he's That's going to the feed thing. them. That's the. I, I actually want to see Hunter versus McIntyre, and just let them go at it for a little bit. I want to see that Hunter versus Joe. Uh, I'm I, as much as I love Samoa Joe and I love Hunter. I I you don't know. Th- you feel like it's more of a cerebral. Yeah, I mean, well, no, nah, because I think no, Joe would because, be better. Yeah, Joe is Joe is like that too. I don't know. There's something about McIntyre, I guess, because of what he's been through and how he's back with the company and he's going to be pushed. Is what you keep hearing. I want to see him versus Hunter. He's going to be pushed as a lackey to a non wrestler, sure. Uh, yeah, that's why I said like that. Um, okay, okay. Well, let's let's not let's not shy away from it because it's a topic point. Yeah, because it is. Yeah, Shane McMahon. Yeah, the floor is yours. Man, I keep hearing these rumors about him winning the title. Um, that was put out by Sliced yeah. Wrestling, by the way, and then people picked up on it, and now it's reported by Coldaholic and all those. Yeah, and four three four. I and can't. All that. I can't stand Slice, but no Sliced. Yeah, with, with the, the ED. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't like either one of them. And Slice is more of a parody site than it is actual news. But uh. I, I like Shane. I just think he's forcing himself into way too much of the storyline. And I think everyone feels that way. I don't know that a lot of people are like, yes, more Shane McMahon. Like, I don't feel that there's a lot There's a lot of people that do that. Here's the thing. And you're going to think I'm crazy. But this, how pissed and how over are people of this Shane McMahon thing? And he's going to start burying some people that you don't want him to bury. He's going to start, like, Miz has already won. He's already beat Miz three times. Yeah. he's And now it's just going to be a trickle-down effect. He's going to beat Kofi. He's going to beat all your favorites. Who is this going to be to build up for? Who is this going to be? Like, you're going to get so sick and tired of Shane. And you know the Vince McMahon train of thought on this. I'm going to make you absolutely loathe this guy so I can pick one person for when he actually gets stopped and he actually gets beat that you're going to cheer. Who is that going to be? Now, I'm thinking Lars Sullivan. No. Okay. No, because this is Shane as a a heel that you absolutely loathe. As a person you absolutely loathe, so is a heel. Who is going to be that person that beats him that saves the day? Oh, Roman. Yes. Thank you. I don't Sorry. know why the fuck you want I don't to know why. I don't know why I went past that. My bad. <laughs> like I said, I give him a softball <laughs> right down the center of the plate. And what does he swing with? Lars fucking Sullivan. Well, Jeez. they want him to be as over as they can yeah, too. Yeah, so. he's, their, he's their monster. He's their pet. He's yeah. their flavor of the month. They're going to do this to you because they know, okay, we're ramming someone down your throat. Who's going to save the day? The big dog. It's the big dog. He's back. That's the, that's the McMahon train of thought. As much as I wouldn't want it to be him, as much as I would want someone else to stop him, like possibly like Aleister Black. Let's bring, let's breed someone new who's 
already kind of a star, and he hasn't even wrestled a match on SmackDown yet. But I'm not Vince. I don't book the show. I know who does book the show, and I know which way that it's going to play out. Unfortunately, I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're wrong, too. Uh, so you were talking about how the Good Brothers aren't on TV a lot. So midweek, you put out a question, or a challenge, I should say. Make five matches with only talent that has been you hasn't been used over the past month. That's what I do now. I don't put yeah. out questions anymore. I just put out challenges. Yeah. I challenge the people. I want them to be better. I want them to use their noggin. And they delivered. Yeah. And you wanted to see if people could do it better than Raw or SmackDown most likely could. Just with unused talent. You don't yes. even get to use the top tier t- stars. Yes. Top tier taws. <laughs> so... Um, the one, the one that really got me right away was the first one I, the first one I actually read and I loved every single matchup was Moxley International Tour is the one who answered this. Buddy Murphy versus Alan, Alistair Black. Alan Black. Yeah, Alan Black. (laughs) As his friends know him, he's Alan Black. No, that's a 90s sitcom. (laughs) It's Alan Thicke. Tim Alan Thicke. Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy would be, I tear, mean, down, tear down the house. Amazing, yes, insane. Would be amazing. Yeah, uh, they'd set, have to. They'd have to know decision that just so they could do it just one more time. Yeah, Cedric Alexander versus Nakamura, which I thought was a that's very new. good one. Yeah, that's new. Yeah, and that that could be a fifty on a on network. That could be a 10, 15 minute match, and it's going to want leave you wanting more. That would be their version of Ricochet versus Cesaro. Yes. Yeah. That's actually a really good comparison. Uh, Ember Moon versus Sonya Deville. Interesting. But yes. that night before, and I read that, and then later on that night, Sonya Deville had a match. Yeah. I was like, damn. I know. You know what? It was, it's tough, too, because you don't know who's going to pop up and actually get a match for once. Yeah. But that would be a really good match. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looked like that's what they were building towards in the back. That, that's what I thought, too. I thought the same thing. We shall see. Luke Harper versus Rusev. And I thought that was, uh, like, I didn't see something like that coming. Like, right up your alley. Yeah. It's a big guy who are both agile. That'd be a great match. Fucking get Luke Harper back on TV. God. (laughs) The final one, Sheamus versus EC3. You know what? I like that, too. I do. Mm -hmm. Because Sheamus is good for the, the building of... New stars. Because he was that once before. Yes. Yeah, he's really good in that position. Yeah. He can really make them, bring out the best of them. He would make EC3 look good. Yes. Uh, Another one, uh, Vince Delgado. He said Aleister Black and Nakamura. Good. Which is another, I mean, a lot of these matches are are amazing. They're layups. Yeah. Why haven't they happened? They teased this one when they were doing the tag team thing with Ricochet and Aleister Black and Rusev versus Nakamura. They teased it. Mm -hmm. They just never delivered on it. Which is what else is new with WWE. Uh, Buddy Murphy versus Ali. They've already torn it. They tore the house down for 205 Live. That's a gimme. Yeah. And uh, this triple threat, there's two triple threats on here. This one I really like. And it's Carrie Sane versus Asuka versus Ember Moon. Yeah, fuck it. Split them up. Yeah. Make them go against each other. Make that a number one contenders match for the title. I would love... God, I would love that triple threat fuck match. It would be so good. Alexa Bliss don't need it. Put those three in the title picture 
But don't have Asuka win it because she's already champion. Mm-hmm. Let it be Carrie Sane or fucking Ember Moon, who are in Ember Moon m- more than anyone else is in desperate need for something, and even a push, even a title shot, even if she loses, at least she was there for a second. Next, I have AOP versus the Viking Viking Raiders. The Viking War Machine Raider Experience versus the Club Triple Threat Match. Yes, that was a that's a good one. I don't know if I'd make that a triple threat though. I think I I think I would have just ended it with AOP versus the War Experience. Viking Experience, yeah. Uh, final one: Leo Rush versus Cedric Alexander. I think Leo Rush is gone. He's accepting other bookings now. Is he? But that would be a great match. It would be. Yes. Uh, and last one we're going to do um, from JB. Just because. Just because. <laughs> uh, Ember versus Asuka. Rehash a little feudy feud from yeah. NXT. EC3 Rusev. Okay, I'm I'm digging it. And Nakamura versus Cedric again. No, that was a, wasn't that the first one? I thought that was... No, nah, don't go back. Well, yeah, it's a great no, match. It was the, yeah. Um, Apollo versus Shelton. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Athleticism. <laughs> yeah, fucking where the hell's Shelton Benjamin been? Yes. Sitting in the back doing nothing Damn. and catering. Yeah, man. See, this is why I asked this question, because now I forget who the fuck they don't even use. Killian Dane versus Harper. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 I was just going to oh, say oh, that. Oh. Turned into Tim Allen all of a sudden. Oh, man. That's they, a really I good told one. You, I asked the questions. I challenged the people, and they deliver. Mm-hmm. Look, it wasn't even that hard. These people made it look easy. They made it look easy. This is not even... Look, they don't have any builds going on. There's not... I mean, quote-unquote, builds going on. Just put on a fun show once in a while, and that's an easy way to do it. You don't even have to take all the matches. Give us two or three out of the five. Give them 15 minutes. Get fucking Shane. Cut him. Don't let him go 40 minutes in the beginning of your show. That's insane. I don't. I or never, be in three segments. I never knew. Even their top stars, like actual talent that they use, like Roman. I never understood why they wasted so much fucking time on that. I, I, like it, it, who does it appeal to? The crowd's dying. They don't care. There's nothing actually happening. Like there's only so much of talking that you can actually cheer for. Then you have to listen, and then you're kind of just like yawn. Wake me up when it's fucking over. Like, come on, get your shit together. So I also threw out this topic question, which is we did last week, and I wanted to bring it back a, another week. You felt left out. Tell the people you felt left left out because I asked the topic question you're like that motherfucker <laughs> that guy one up me so I asked uh, what are your honest thoughts on Goldberg versus Taker is the criticism or backlash warranted or too harsh okay and the reason I put this out is because I read something that Mark Henry said uh, in an interview about the match yeah, of course us. defending the match you gotta you gotta defend the Hall of Famers and he ba- he told that they all were well Actually, two out of three of them wear the ring. They have the rings. He said anyone that sent a tweet like that, you should be ashamed of yourself going after the fans and because of what the fans were saying. But they're not the boys in the back. They don't have the camaraderie. They're fans. They're able. They're allowed to say whatever the fuck they want. And we understand how close you and, the, and Taker are, and you're probably cool, uh, cool with Brock. Brock. 
Yeah, he might, he might be cool, cool with Brock, He could be too. cool with him, too. Yeah, man. They but, all bend fucking metal and shit in the bag. Rip rip some fucking new... Uh, what, what kind of papers? Phone, telephone? Tell, yeah, telephone, telephone books. Do they have, they them, even have them Yeah, I have no idea. It's probably really thin. They're probably, I could probably rip one now. It's probably four pages. But I think he's looking at it way too close-minded with this. Is Look, he's the match look, was bad. He's it was looking, a bad he, He's match. looking at it as a friend. Yeah. It He's was looking a, at it as a colleague. He's looking at it as a someone who has lived it. And as a wrestler, you can't look at that and say that was a good match. You can't honestly look at that and say, yeah, they did a good job. No, yeah, did they lay their lives on the line when they did that? Literally? Yeah, of course they did. And we have respect for that. But, so what, we're just supposed to accept a horrible match and be like, well, thanks guys, uh, your match sucked, but you know what? We thank you. Like, no, look, they, the match blew. And it's WWE's fault more than it is their fault because they're the one parading them out there for a paycheck. I just think it's a little overblown to be coming at the fans for going after the company or going after the match. When it sucked. It was a bad match. Look, I don't know. I mean, I guess people were excited to see it. They, but I don't know of too many. Like, I wasn't excited. Like, I didn't even care to watch it. I, it. It just wasn't on my radar. But to bring people out there that just shouldn't be doing it anymore, we said this at the beginning of the show, it just doesn't make sense. It makes sense in a business aspect, sure, but for health and safety reasons, what the fuck, man? What if someone fucking keels over in the middle of the ring? Then what the fuck? That's entertainment? You think fucking people want to pay to see that? Oh, this guy's having a fucking coronary in the middle of the ring. Well, the, here's my money. Where do I sign up to watch this? Come on. You got talent, use it. Get the fuck out of Saudi. There's no fucking point of being there. You fucking greedy fuck. You're making goddamn millions of dollars in the U.S. Just so he can fund his fucking fantasy football league. <laughs> I I kind of want to see how that league turns out, though. Yeah. Gotta be honest. It's like a car wreck. You yeah. don't know if it's going to fucking... It, it, you can't look away. So I got two responses. Okay. Just to see what people hit me with it. Hit me what with people it. Come thought on. of it. Come on, give me the energy. Give me the energy. Who is it? Come on. What the fuck? Sheer <laughs> <hell> wrestling. <laughs> I was just letting you finish. Who? Sheer wrestling. I thought you said cheer. No, sheer. S H E E R. Uh, like shears for cutting. Sure. Um, they say, do I love and respect everything both guys did for the business? Most definitely. Do I think the match? It's a match no one in 2019 wanted. Definitely. Did I strongly suspect age and conditioning would lead something sloppy and anticlimactic? Yes, most definitely. And it's the exact point. It's exactly what it is. Is we respect them for for doing it. Let's but face it. It's you re- over. You respect Taker a hell of a lot more than you respect Goldberg. Yeah, absolutely. But at least Goldberg, the second run, looked like he cared. He got it. Yes. He finally. It took him fucking twenty some years, but he got it finally. But he still collected a paycheck, so did he get it? He still draw. He's still drawing money. I think uh, his attitude seemed completely different. I don't think it's going to be the same after this, because he's catching a lot of flack now. He's catching the same flack that he would have if there was social media back in the day when he fucking just yeah, cut out. That's true. And gave up and quit. Yeah, you're right. That's true. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, because... There was always those reports of AEW, <laughs> but I don't think that's even a thing anymore. To Goldberg be to AEW to face Swoggle. 
That'd be a pretty funny match. You're next. He goes for the spear, jumps over him, hits his head on the turnbuckle again. Benny Hill music starts playing. <laughs> One more from Davey Bo. Uno Mas. I wish they didn't have that match. I wish they were able to have a program that went longer than two weeks. It would give them the time to be in shape and ring ready. I also wish that they both face younger talent, pass the ball, stop holding on to it. I don't know if two weeks would have mattered for conditioning. I don't think conditioning was was ever feasible. I mean, how long have you had to do anything? I mean, if you're not going to stay in shape, you're not staying in shape. You're old. You want to retire. Your body's telling you to fucking quit. So I don't know if time would have even helped. Because another day longer is another day older for them. And I don't think that they're getting... I know for a fact they're not getting any younger. But I don't think their bodies are going to be able to keep up with the demand of wrestling. I mean, Goldberg got in shape for Brock. Yes, he did. But... I mean, out of the two, he was probably in better shape. He was moving a lot around a lot better until he knocked himself unconscious. So, yeah, he was probably supposed to be the workhorse in the match. Fucked himself over. Now Taker had to carry the load. We know Taker can't carry the fucking load of the match. So you got what you got. And don't get us wrong. They're in amazing shape for their age. Goldberg's well, yeah, in amazing Gold- shape, and so is Taker. Taker's dropped, dropped weight, and he's in some of the best shape he's been in. But that's lifting weights and lose and losing fat. That's not ring shape. You know what I mean? And it's it's obvious. It's not what they used to be. And they they, I mean, Taker. I think more than Goldberg knows that. Look, I can't perform like how I want to, and that's not okay. Yeah. I mean, the look at the end of the match said it all. Like, God damn it, that was atrocious. Like he couldn't, and he couldn't save it. Yes. Like the old Taker would have been able to save it. This guy knocked himself out. Okay. Well, I can at least carry my own and I can make this look somewhat. I can finish him off. Like he couldn't even properly finish him off. He dropped him on his head on the fucking. Yeah, it was a horrible choke slam. But I mean, Goldberg didn't tuck. I mean, it's over now. Hopefully, we won't have to keep seeing the replays of it. But I did like that final saying that he said pass the ball, don't yes. hold on to the ball. Yeah. And being from Philly and watching Allen Iverson play. We know that feeling. <laughs> when we didn't, all shouted. Didn't expect an AI reference to pop in there. It's all about practice. That's what we're talking about. On this show, it's about practice. I ain't talking about pay-per-views. I'm talking about practice. So, to end the show, we have a little bit of an announcement and a little bit of promoting to do. So... We uh, Self-promotion and promotion for others, because we are not just takers. We give. It's basically happened by uh, just happenstance, really. I'm following on Twitter on Monday night and follow this PWE company that has a couple events in Philly. They follow us back, and then we get a message asking if we want to sponsor a wrestling event in Philly. So we I mean, we opened up the checkbooks. We wrote <laughs> numerous zeros on this piece of paper. We sent it to them. We said we will not only sponsor your show, but we now own your company. We and, don't own the company. No, that's not how it worked. No, unfortunately. But in all seriousness, we are living some sort of wacky dream that I don't know if we ever thought was possible that we would somehow sponsor a wrestling event, which is pretty fucking awesome. Yes. Then we will be there at the event live. We will be set up next to some of your favorite wrestlers like Cheeseburger, 
like Rhett Titus, the big dog, the other big dog. He was a big dog, but I don't know if he's the big dog anymore. And Mr. Dick Flip himself, Joey Ryan. We would be sitting right next to them, probably further down. They probably don't want us anywhere <laughs> near them, but we will be in the same room. We will be at a table close by, probably outside though, selling merchandise, talking to all of the crazy fans that show up and they say, we're not here to see the wrestlers. We're here to see those guys to talk about the wrestlers. Those guys. So if you are in the Philadelphia area, and not just in Philly, if you're in the surrounding counties, if you're in the armpit of America, New Jersey, if you're in fucking New York, if you're in Maryland, Delaware, I don't care if you're coming from Ohio, come see your boys. You can come from LA. You can come from fucking Jupiter if you want to. Because you know what? PWE, it's out of this world. It's intergalactic fun. And where does that take place? That takes place at Shakara, the Wrestle Factory, July 26th. The show starts at 7.30 p.m., so don't be late because you're going to want to buy one of our shirts because we need the money. We just fucking sponsored a wrestling event, for God's sakes. Yeah, I can't wait for this. And uh, apparently we get a live mic, or that's what we're led to believe. I don't know what they I, I don't know, know what that means. Meant. I don't know if we get a live mic or they promote us, but you better believe if we get this live mic, you're not going to want to miss this show. I couldn't agree more. And him with a live mic, you listen to it every week. Just imagine if there's a wrestling ring in the same room with him. Because I'm checking off dream, dream shit. <laughs> I get to cut a promo in a ring. Watch out. I'm putting everyone over and then I'm making them put me over. Which so, won't, won't, the second part won't happen. No. So, uh, yeah. July 26th at the Wrestle Factory in Northeast Philly, 7.30, PWE, Pro Wrestling Explosion. It's going to be a really, really cool event, a really cool night. Um, so show up, show out, be loud, support independent wrestling. Absolutely, always. So that does it for our show this week. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. Um, as um, always... Visit us on Twitter at 215Wrestling. I mean, I'm not going to name any names, but I'm a little perturbed. We got big timed again. I'm not going to name any names. Someone stood us up. You know? Yeah. Dude, you're right. Also, visit uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash 215Wrestling. And if you can't make it to the show, there are t-shirts on there. But we also have a way of getting that when you are there. Well, here you go. I'm going to throw this out there for anyone listening. If you buy a shirt from pro wrestling tees and you show up july 26th you'll have half off of one of our t-shirts i like that yes of our t-shirt that we're gonna have at the event it's gonna be slightly new kind of the same as another design but you show up wearing one of our shirts half off there you go absolutely sounds good to me i'm a businessman <laughs> i could be running wwe right now <sighs> <sighs> So we hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll be talking to you very soon. Later.